playoffs are for winners. On the other side, we do have to deal with Ngakwe. <laughs> Ngakwe. You are listening to the Packers pregame podcast. And who better to pound the rock than AJ, the tree trunks Dylan? I don't, I don't, I don't have a good nickname for him. Answering the hardest question. Or should we just let this play out? Um, you know that's a good question. Fiery debates. It's Kyle. It's Kyle Fuller. Kyle Fuller's better than Jair Alexander. Yep, he's better. Uh, unbiased opinion, I disagree. And finally, the hottest of takes from the greatest of truth tellers. Alright, look around, pre-snap, where's number 20, where's number 20, there he is, that's where I'm going. You don't even have to make reads. This game is a chance for Mitchell Trubisky to turn the tide on his career in the next decade for the Chicago Bears. The question that everyone should have been, well, it shouldn't even have been a question, the statement that everyone should have been saying loud and clearly, yelling it from the rooftops from the mountaintops is, look what Aaron Rodgers has done in spite of Mike McCarthy. He has won in spite of the people above him and the people higher up in the organization. He has dragged this team through the mud. He has willed this team to win. We do not give him the credit that he deserves. Hello, and you are welcome for listening to the Packers pregame podcast. I am one of your hosts, Mike, and with me as always, we have Big Willie. Bill, how are you doing? Uh, I am laying down in my bed right now. That is, uh, well, you're not in God's time zone, so, True. you know. 8.30, I'm hungover. Yes, and... You get a lot of food, um, uh, yeah. No, that's okay, it happens. You're, I mean, I'm assuming you're still uh, recovering from us going to the Bears-Packers game last week. Yeah, that is mainly that, yeah, correct. Yes, me too, I am. Okay, um, and someone who will be joining us later because they do their best Katie Nolan impression, always late... J-Mac, your resident Bears fan. So when he gets into the pod, we will introduce him. The man had uh, teeth surgery, so he has new teeth. And uh, so he can bear down even harder as our yeah. resident Bears fan. We've All right. A, see, there's a guest thing in the, uh, the bottom of the chat there. I don't know if that's him getting in here or what. He'll figure it out. Either that or it's our it's our guest Aaron Rodgers. There it is. Um, <laughs> yes. Oh, he's with us. There he is. The one, the only resident Bears fan, Jeremy. Jeremy, how are you doing? I don't think he's actually I in think, in yet. Yeah, I figured that's what was going to happen. Okay, okay. Warren Sapp. <laughs> Let's get Good started. Jersey, so today. On the podcast, we are going to do a quick recap of the Bears game last week, and then we are going to give you a preview of the Tampa Bay Bucks football game coming up this Sunday at 325 God's time zone. We're going to finish up, as always, with things we're scared of, the injury report, and matchup stats, and then we'll give you our prediction, but you already know how that's going to go. So, um... As a podcast, I think on the front end, we want to say, Bill, you tell me if I'm wrong. I want to say as a podcast that we are against 
stealing money from poor people. Uh, yeah, we are. We are an anti um, embezzlement podcast, and I think we are the first one to come out as anti embezzlement. So every other podcast you listen to, pro embezzlement, unless they say they are. And at the same time, remember that Monday night football game. R.I.P. Big Irv. R.I.P. Big Irv. All right, uh, Derek Brooks, let's get started with a recap of the Bears game. Um, I have always said forever that I'm so happy that we re-signed Aaron Jones. So um, very happy about that. Uh, all those people out there who didn't want to re-sign him, idiots, because Aaron Jones is that dude. Do you agree, Bill? Of course. I've, I've actually long maintained that uh, that he should have come back and that pay him all the money because he's worth it. Yeah. And, I, and the Packers played football last week like they were bullies. I cannot remember the last time the Packers dominated a game that thoroughly with just running. Like maybe maybe the Tennessee game, but even then there yeah. were a lot of there was a lot of passing. But like, wow. Well, that's because we actually had a wide receiver. Oh yeah, that's true. Oh, speaking <laughs> of wide receivers, Bill, I want to. I, I have a question for you, and I, I want to make sure. I want to see if you notice the same thing. Okay. The Green Bay uniform does not suit Sammy Watkins very well. No. He looks thick. Well, I mean, that, that, he could be that in any uniform. But no, but like, he did not look like that when he was in Kansas City. It's either he put on a lot of weight or sometimes the green just doesn't look good on people. Yeah, it's like black is swimming, green is filling. Yeah, I, I like. I think I think that the green like looks really good on like Aaron Jones. Sure. But if you if you have just a little bit of extra like like fat number eighty, I'm sure he wasn't that big. Justin Perillo. Yeah, yeah, I don't think he was back that big. Game. Yes, and I'm trying to think of someone else. Um, it, it did not look very good on on uh, on Vince Young. It did not look good on Vince Young. No. Well, no. Yeah. You know who? But see, it. But if if you are big, it can't work. Like John Coon. I'm nervous about what we're doing here. I, oh no, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. I'm. No, I'm that's why I threw. That, that's why I threw Justin Perillo in there. Yeah. No, we're not. See, this is the problem with your brain. Is it always goes to these places that no one else is going. <laughs> you just drag every everyone along with you. Perfect. And I also like for the uh, podcast listeners at home. Actually, you know what? I'm gonna wait till Jeremy gets on to talk about that. And, and I, if, he, you know, if he ever can, he just keeps going from offline to online to offline to online. So, um, Bill, the defense is uh, it's good again. Yeah. Yeah. See, here's the thing that this, this keeps happening. We said this. 2018, the season opener in Chicago, the, the Aaron Rodgers, we have a defense, whatever. Um, right. My issue is that this always happens when we play the Bears, and it's like, oh, we have defense. Oh, no, we didn't play the Bears. Yeah. Um, I, I, I do think that it is astoundingly funny that the Bears have attempted 23 passing attempts in their first two games. And every other team has completed 23 passing attempts in their first two games. 
Like, that is just an incredible stat. And all Jeremy was doing walking out of Lambeau Field, which, not to brag, we were there. Not to brag, but to brag. Was he just kept repeating 11 passes. We attempted 11 passes over and over and over again. Well, I mean, I, I'm going to bring this up before Jeremy can. Uh, there was another team that won in Lambo attempting eight passes. So. Uh, that's true. Yeah. Um, but we don't talk I don't about know, that. I, I don't know if that's an indictment against the Bears, the Packers, both, or who. Just as a reminder, Kenny Clark is not as old as you think he is, and he's also the best pass-rushing defensive lineman in the NFL. Have you been seeing those stats on Twitter? No. So Kenny Clark has the same amount of pressures as Aaron Donald with less attempts by like half the amount of attempts. He has the highest pressure rate and win rate in the NFL as a defensive lineman. So you're saying he's better? Uh, yeah, as of right now. And also on top of that, he's not as old as you think he is. How old is he? You keep repeating I, this. You, you've been saying this literally all week, like all last week, and you kept saying it, but you don't actually know how old he is. Well, how old do you think he is? I, I don't know. I have no idea. Because the answer is not I'm, as old as you think he is. Right, exactly. That's, that's why it doesn't I want you to. I old. want you to guess. I want you to guess, because I know how old he is. Uh, when did he get drafted? 2016? Uh, I think so. Um, so he's probably... Is he, is he 28? No, Not as old as old. you think he is. He's 26. 26? Holy shit. Okay, that was my first guess. That's what I'm saying. He is young. But, but that's the thing. Is like It seems like I knew he was younger because I was doing the math. And I'm like, there's no way he's almost 30. Like that, He would be old. Well, but, like I feel like Kenny Clark has been our... Are like star D lineman in the same way that that you think um, who was that that Kansas player who played for Kansas for like 15 years the basketball Perry player Ellis. yeah Perry Ellis he's like the Perry Ellis of the Green Bay Packers where it's like how is he only 26 that'll make Aaron any Kraft. sense yeah exa- exactly so um, on top of that uh, Rashawn Gary and Preston Smith are the best rushing duo in the NFL right now. Now, behind them is a black hole of nothingness. But, okay, it says that you have something to say? It is, because I, I do have something to say. Okay. Um, I would like to pat ourselves on the back for being truth tellers and being day one ration fans. Day one ration fans. Day one. No, I agree. I, uh, but everyone, everyone was saying bust reach everything under the sun and we are nope day one Rashon's gonna be good you just gotta give him time well I think uh, Bill that's why people listen to this podcast because we're truth tellers and that's it, what we that's do true right yeah you have and, to it's not, I've said it for other people uh, not to name names because I don't want to name the name but uh, you have to wait for the life of the contract to make sure he's a good player or not <laughs> um <laughs> On top of that, Preston Smith. Uh, again, what Good. what happened? What happened in 2020? COVID. Is that, I mean, is that is that the explanation? What I mean, like, what do you mean? What happened in 2020? Like, like, what are you in 2019, he was incredible. 2020, like, it was cut Preston Smith. Like, he is bad. 
and well, then 2021 the, he was good, and now this year he's one of the best defensive ends in the league. Like what? Like what yeah, happened the, in 2020? The uh, contract year. Okay. He played good in a contract year, got paid, was kind of bad, and then it's like, oh, maybe he's gonna get cut. Oh, I should play good again. I do wish that Jeremy was here for this uh, for this second to last point on the Bears game, which is that. I think one of the most credible, like, it's just like this weird coincidence, but it's one of the most credible complaints of of Bears fans that I've been hearing Jeremy complain about forever is like, the Packers stadium doesn't have a good camera angle for the goal line. It's like one of the only stadiums in the NFL that doesn't have that. I have not heard that. Oh, you've never heard Jeremy say that? No. I mean, I've heard people people say that about Soldier Field all the time because it has terrible TV angles. Oh, maybe that's it. Maybe I'm getting them mixed up. But it just yeah. it made me it, it made me laugh that like Justin Fields for sure got in, but he didn't. But he well, didn't. I don't I don't think he did. Well, I mean, I, he might have, but like you just can't see the ball. Like you just like I've seen a lot of people doing this brooder thing, and they're like, well, here's the ball. There's the ball. It's like the ball's in like seven different spots depending on who's tweeting about it. And it's like. I've seen an, I've seen enough of those of that picture of them circling where the ball should be, that I don't believe that Justin Fields got in, but I do believe in the Illuminati now. Mm. It just like transformed my mind. I'm like, all right, we've got Aaron Rodgers Illuminati tattoo, we've got everything else going on. Um, so the the third thing or the last thing I want to say is, um, special teams is. Are they? Yeah. It's, I really actually admired uh, Matty E. Germ! Hello! So, I, I really did admire Matty E. That's what I'm going to call Matt Eberflus from now on. Flus? Is Matty E. Is that his name? The look Jeremy gave me, like, scared me. Is that his name? Yeah. Jeremy, you gotta switch your uh, your input to the mic. Um, so <clears throat> with Ma- with Maddie E, like I really appreciated the fact that he's like, I know what the Packers' weakness should be, and it's special teams, and so we are gonna take out every single kick from the end zone. Um, I was I like, mean, that's, a, that's, a, that's a perfectly good game plan. Yes, I would do that too if I was being a Packer. <laughs> I would do that too, but but at right. the same time, um, the Packers' special team showed up. It was so weird to see a solid special teams tackle. It was so weird. Yeah. Did uh, All right. did, Amari, did Amari Rogers have a decent return? I don't remember. Yeah, he did. He had a decent punt return, and um, he got one snap this week. But that snap was on the uh, on the uh, on the victory formation. Hey, you know what? He's uh increases increases snaps by a hundred percent. Well, you know, if you what's the line? If you if you if you go from zero to one, you're growing fast. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> the fastest growing podcast in America. Because if you're growing from zero to one, you're growing fast. All right. So before we move on to the to the Bucks games, the preview. One person is going to get that. Well, that person is is just staring blankly into their computer, trying to figure out how to get their microphone to work. Oh, I was talking and... about that. 
<laughs> um, well, okay. Well, before we move on to the Bucks game, I'm I'm just gonna um, make a note here. And all right, we are back, and we have with us the resident Bears fan, Jeremy, here to talk about the Bucks. He suspiciously missed our conversation about the Chicago Bears. But there is one thing I wanted to bring up, and Jeremy, I want you to know, I, I brought this up to Bill earlier. I am just so happy that the Bears game came so early in the season because when the Bears game is late in the season, you and Bill start to get a little bit testy with each other. And I think it's great for the pod, but it's bad for our friendship. And so I am just happy that we've got this past us. Now we can just move on to watching the Packers win 11 to 13 games and losing the playoffs as a team, okay? Yeah, it's good we got the snipiness out of the way with Packers-Bears because now we're going to get it with Tom Brady. Oh, yeah, that's right. So. Out of the flying pan into the fire, baby. All right, um, Mike Allstott, let's jump in. Okay, so to start the game, this is the deal. Everyone is hurt. Everybody. Both teams. Everyone. We are... Well, do you want to get into it right away? The, yeah, the let's do it. Report? Let's jump right into the injury report, Bill. Walk us through it. Now, everyone, uh, if you don't want to listen to the injury report, fast forward about 15 minutes because this is going to take a while. <laughs> yeah. Can I jump we'll in just... real quick since I missed yes. that one and explain maybe why Bill likes the injury report so much and, frankly, I don't why, even know why I like the, why injury, I like the injury report so much and why I love his reporting. <laughs> It was week one. It was almost week one. We had not yet gotten to week one. And I'm sitting at work. You know, it's your typical Wednesday. It might have been a Thursday because that's, you know, even a little bit closer to game week. And I'm just scrolling through Twitter, usual stuff. It's usually about that time of day where it's training camp updates. Uh, This happened, that happened. This guy walked off with an ankle. This guy had a nice grab. This guy threw an interception. All that. But then it's Thursday of game week. I'm seeing official injury designations I'm like oh we're talking about this because it's because game it's- week this guy may or may not play <laughs> on game day this is exciting yes. we're here that is so true so now I need Bill's official injury report because it means that we're, we're very close we are to very game close day. to game day so Bill walk and as we all know let's, I love walk, game let's walk us through the injury report alright I'm going to start with the Packers just because they're on top. Uh, David Bakhtiari is questionable, no although way. he was limited participation Thursday and no Friday. Way. Hold on. Before you move on, before you move on, I had this in the document, and I just want to like get this take out there. I think the David Bakhtiari injury may be the most devastating injury to the Packers in my entire lifetime, like as a franchise. Interesting. So there's my take. Continue. Um, I mean, like, it's like Sterling Sharp is right there, but all right. Um, Randall Cobb is questionable. Um, Alton Jenkins full participation. Uh, Alan Lazard is limited. Uh, Big Dog is limited and questionable. Sammy Watkins is out with a hammy. Classic. Uh, I think someone made a tweet. Cammy Watkins? Who was that? <laughs> Somebody did it, I thought. 
Bill, please really quick elaborate for me on Sterling Sharp being one of the biggest um, injuries of your lifetime. What happened to Sterling? I'm not familiar. Uh, like, broke his neck and, like, basically was going to be in the, a, a Hall of Famer and then his neck exploded or something. Dude, it was, like, 1996. I don't know. You can add Nick. You can add Nick. What? You can add. Didn't, well, know. didn't know he was sick. You can add Nick Collins to that list too. You can add Nick Collins to that list for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of necks in Packers are. history. Oh, speaking of necks in Packers history, who is that? Who is that running back we drafted out of UCLA like five six years ago? Who's good? And then he like di- and then he like died in Cincinnati. Like Alex Green. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? No, not Alex. I'm on it. You keep going through the entry report. I'll get that name for you. Okay. You know, uh, yeah. Uh, and Christian Watson, Christian Watson is questionable. Right. Did Christian Watson play Jonathan Franklin? He, yes. Jonathan Franklin. Dude was going to be good, and then he died. Hate to see that. <laughs> Rondé Barber. It's really... Uh, all right, I'm going to move on to the Tampa Bay. Uh, Leonard Fournette, questionable. Russell Gage, uh, questionable, did not participate Friday. Chris Badwin is out. Uh, <laughs> what a cheap shot. Akeem Hicks is out. Oh, God, Julio, that's the biggest one. Yeah, Julio Jones is questionable. Uh, Cade Otten, Cotton is doubtful. Uh, Rashad Perryman, <laughs> Rashad Perryman didn't even know he was in the league, questionable. And Donovan Smith is doubtful. Rashad scored a touchdown. Bill, thank last you week. for uh, the update. Uh, one thing I do want to mention, and this brings me to my next topic. Um, who is not on the injury list is a, a, a man by the name of Scotty Miller. How is it in 2022 oh, that God. I am still petrified of Scotty Miller, who, who, by the way, couldn't get on the field unless Julio, unless uh, Badwin, unless Mike Evans, all were unable to play. And I'm terrified. Oh, I think Mike Evans is – oh, yeah, Mike Evans is also out, but that's just yeah. suspended. So, so how – how can I still yeah, be I scared of, of Scotty Miller, and should I be? Yes, you should be, because I am. Jeremy, help us out here, as a, as a independent third I mean, party. I know, I know why. I know why. I can tell you why. It's because it's why? Tom Brady with a, It's Tom Brady who is a scrappy white wide receiver. Yeah, that's true. Absolutely. All he needs, you you can. Do all you want defensively. You play back. You try to not let him beat you with the with the deep shot. Tom will take those five yards at a time all day, every day. Also, this thing. is probably going to be a ground game, ladies yes, and gentlemen. Yes, yes, it will. Here's what I want. Here's what I want. So, because there's so many other wide receivers for the bus not playing, I need Jair and Rasul or Stokes doubling five <laughs> minutes all game. I don't want that guy to... Even get a target. <laughs> does it? You know what? Put all three but, of them on there. Put all three of them on there. Put a whole bunch of day on. Does it? Does it? Um, does it change your feelings at all? Knowing that Kevin King is not on the field, but is like tweeting just the best. His his Twitter timeline during the Bears game was just so 
awesome. Does it does it make you feel any better that he's not on the field? Yeah. Okay. Did you did you did <laughs> it does make did me you feel see better. his uh, his tweets? I was like, oh man, dude is tweeting through it. He was good. He was, he was doing the uh, the Victor Oladipo when he was like tweeting about the Bucks as they're in the finals. It's like, oh yeah, dude, love this, love this. It's like, good, good shot, good shot. And it's like, dude, you're not even on this right. anymore. Um. So, one an, another storyline that I think is is kind of important, uh, which it's just there are so many weird things that come up in sports where you're like, how can you explain it? Like Aaron Rodgers sucks in Tampa. Like is bad. Has played bad in Tampa his entire career. Like what? What is that? Hot. Well, it's like the Jaguars and the Colts. The Colts haven't won in Jacksonville in like two thousand since like two thousand eight. It's, it's, it's one of the weirdest things in in all of sports. So. Um, well, Mike, to be fair, Aaron Rodgers is basically a 500 quarterback on the road, so I don't know if it's that crazy. Wow, and he beats up, he gets all of his wins against the NFC North, so I don't know, man. Compiler. He's a real team. It, it is. It is. Road it warrior. Is, it's my – it's actually my um, – it's actually my guess that – or it is um, um, estimation that Tampa Bay just actually, like, sucks – as a place to go visit. Colin Cowherd dedicated an entire chapter of one of his books to why he hated living in Tampa for the year that he lived there. And that... You just admitted to reading a Colin Cowherd Listen, it was a dark time. I think that we've all done <laughs> done things that we regret in dark periods of our life, and me reading a Colin Cowherd book was true. a very dark... I was searching for my voice as a podcaster... And as a future truth teller, I mean, I I read Rick Riley's book. Well, see, we've all done it. Yeah. So, um, yes, uh, always never forget that Tom Brady is—he has to be cheating. None of this makes sense. He has to be cheating. Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. is, for the last yeah. time in his career, is probably going into a football game as the the quarterback with more youth. Uh, but Jeremy, uh, let's talk about what you said, and and if it makes if it should make Packer fans feel better or worse, that this is likely going to be a game that is uh, played on the ground. There's going to be a lot of running. And the Packers' running game, very good. The Packers' run defense, very bad. So how should the Packers feel about the idea that this game is going to be one in the trenches? I think they're going to be largely fine because... I don't just because Tampa Bay wants to run the ball and are kind of being forced to this week. That doesn't mean they're good at it. Leonard Fournette's been very average this year. I don't even know who their backup is. It's not Ronald Jones. He's on the Chiefs and he can't make the game day roster. If somebody could look up for me who their backup is, because I don't know who is on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in like terms of running. So they have largely been getting by with a lot of deep throws, um, their defense being incredible, and just kind of hoping that they can get that big play with Mike Evans, who's not playing, and then maybe they can uh, run it in on the ground or get those short throws that Tom Brady likes to do. But whoa, I had whoa. something. I had something for whoa. Okay, what? so what happened behind uh, Lenny? 
You've got Rashad White. Then you have Keyshawn Vaughn, right. but the fourth string running back who's on injured reserve, that is a blast from the past that I think will put, put a smile on all of your faces. Giovanni Bernard. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I did remember that. I just yeah. haven't seen him. Oh, that's Gio. so good. Um, so, yeah. go ahead, Drew. So, what I was finishing with, sorry, a stat that I heard that is pretty wild if you think about it, even though it doesn't exactly relate to, like, it's not a success or failure type of thing. It's just weird numbers. Tom Brady, I believe, is still number one or, like, top four in time to throw, like, fastest time to throw, while also having the fourth highest depth of target. That's wild. So he's getting it out in, like, two seconds, and he's throwing it 30 yards downfield. That's crazy. (laughs) He throws it harder than he's ever thrown it before. That, That actually is an incredible stat. Um, again, tell me how oh, any of that makes you. sense. The receivers aren't like I can tell speakers. you. Cheating. He, I mean, yeah, that's the only answer. The, he just he just yeah. has to be there. There is there. Uh, don't. I'm not going to get into that. He's he has to be cheating. He has to be cheating. I can't explain it with anything else. Uh, Wait, it is Buccaneers week. I feel like you okay. have to get into okay. how much he's cheating. It's it is. Well, it could be the hair plugs, and they like give him this like special like arm juice but like here's the deal there is no quarterback in the history of the nfl has figured out how to play this well this late into their career but there's just one guy who magically figured it out all of a sudden he's got his (laughs) he just is like able to to just continue to play at an incredibly high level throughout his entire career all the way until he's 45 years old in the most physical sport in the NFL he's only been hurt one time there is no way that he, that, that he just like has like figured out the the science of the body to that degree man I wake up sore I'm 27 years old like this it just it doesn't None of it makes sense. He has to be cheating. There, when here's the thing: when you don't have an explanation for something, you should default to cheating, and he has to be cheating. And that's why this is my Super Bowl. With that, let's look. What are your favorite matchups to watch this week? Very bold of you to uh, compare your 27-year-old body to Tom Brady's 25-year-old body. Yeah, Mike. It sounds like you need to get on the TV show method. N- when is the last time you had a strawberry? It's too soon. Don't answer. Every that. morning. <laughs> do you have do you have RFID blocking pajamas? Because he does. What? He has what? He has RFID blocking what pajamas. Is that? No, he doesn't. They used to sell them. Radio in the frequency country. identification. It's just like tracking chips. It's like like, it's just, like you know what RFID like, is. You know what like like air tags yeah. or whatever the app like the thing. It's that. Okay, so. Same thing, I think. Alternative. Al- he's he's wearing anti. Okay, so that that makes it for for yeah. me. Uh, there are now are two alternative answers to my question of how does Tom Brady do this? Number one, he's an alien and, and he was dropped here on Earth and the aliens are looking for him and he's like trying to never well, be caught. It's, it's also- Number two, he's a robot. Joey Galloway. <laughs> All right, favorite matchup. To, favorite matchup to watch. Bill, start us out. What are you looking forward to in terms of matchups? 
Um, I'm looking forward to the Buccaneers. Still, still good D-line against our patchwork offensive line. Okay, okay, that's a good matchup. And I'm and I'm looking forward. To, I'm looking forward to that in not a positive way. I mean. I'm scared. I think that that's completely fair <laughs> to be scared about that. Jeremy, how about you? I am most looking forward to, as we already mentioned, the run game. It's going to be very prevalent, very heavy. I am very excited to watch uh, number 45 and number 54 on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Devin White and Levante David against the Packers a duo of running backs in that stable of theirs, uh, Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon. I I love those two linebackers in Tampa. There was a joke that we made with a friend of ours who doesn't really watch football that much for the Super Bowl against Kansas City. He's like, who's like, who's good? We're like, you know what? When the Bucks are on defense, just watch 45 in white because they were wearing the white jerseys and also his last name's White. And it just kind of became a joke the whole day because he was a missile every single down. He made a lot of plays in that Super Bowl. And I just like to watch Devin White whenever I watch the Buccaneers. He's very fast. And Levante David might be better. So um, I think that there are two matchups that I'm, I'm really excited for. Um, I love just being the guy that every single time the Packers are on defense, I just repeat over and over and over again. Look how big Quay Walker is because he stands out on the screen because he's an absolute monster of a human being. Like, he should not be playing the position he's playing because he's so large. Uh, so, that I always like watching him play. And then the other uh, matchup that I'm looking forward to watching is uh, I think Romeo Dubs is very, very close to having a breakout game. And I he'll be matched up. Uh, if he is in the slot with um, Antoine Winfield Jr. And so I am looking forward to seeing if he can get separation uh, because with Sammy Watkins out, with Alan Lazard hobbled, with Christian Watson out, um, or, uh, yeah, Christian Watson out, I, I'm going me- to mess that up all year. Sammy Watkins, Christian Watson. Is he out or is he going to be a DNP CD? Christian Watson is questionable. He's not out. I will be surprised if he gets on the field. I mean, he still, he still, he still might not. He still, yeah, he still might not play, but he is to be. Is he to still in the doghouse. No, he's not in the doghouse. He, uh, I don't know. There was a lot of film of him getting separation down the field all week, but just not enough time for Aaron Rodgers to throw it. I think that he is going to end up being like. A really good draft pick, but I think it's the uh, the Romeo Dubs yeah, week. It's the Romeo Dubs week. Um, we're going to see him break out this week, and that's what I'm looking forward to. Are you in on Dubs of Palooza? Yes, I bought a jersey. So I, I have a question. I know you did. Are we are we are we going to call him Dubs? Or are we going to? Is this the joke? Because it's pronounced. It's the joke because he's a, he gets Dubs. Okay. I kind of feel like I've been slithering in between them as I say the one very short word. I'm like, (laughs) you're just you're just ejecting on the word, pretty much, because I know exactly how it's pronounced. But I'm like, all right, is that you? All right, let's move on to what we're afraid of, Bill. What are you most afraid of? Uh, well, I put two things, and they're the only two things listed. So I'll just. Get rid, of, get get him right out of the way. Uh, I'm afraid of Tom Brady. Always have been. Do not like him. Very scared. Um, 
I am also afraid of seeing NFC Championship in highlights because I can't. Yeah. Oh, like the the like the highlights of the last time these two teams met. Oh yeah. Correct. Yes. When it's just when it's when it's Kevin King jumping 17 minutes early on a ball because he can't see or whatever. The the thing that I uh, am most afraid of is is equally in line with um, Bill, which is uh, I I truly just I cannot take another Tom Brady loss, um, just mentally, physically, and the second thing that I'm afraid of is that it's going to be because of what Jeremy mentioned earlier, which is the scrappy white Scotty Miller and Tom Brady. Just it, it doesn't hurt as bad if they're like a couple deep plays scotty miller has 80 yards on three receptions and that's it but if it's like 100 yards on like 12 receptions because the packers play that shell cover two and tom brady just takes what the defense gives him and just like one lit it's like the chinese water torture like i just i can't do it that's what i'm most afraid of yeah, man, what's going to bother you the most about a game like this if they lose is that it's just going to be like it's not going to be a good game and they're going to win in a way that bothers me when I see the Packers win games that they shouldn't win. That's what I think is just going to be bothersome. It's going to be like 20 to 10 or like a 20 to 13 just muck, like mud fest. And it's, you're like, well, well, that was terrible. Why does Tom Brady get credit for that victory? It's, like, well, it's going to be I can sum it up. I can sum it up in one word. Annoying. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be an annoying. All right, let's move. Not let's move on skill. to Jeremy's matchups. Uh, Jeremy is our matchup guru. Uh, he is someone who uh, loves some good matchup data. And just in terms of while he pulls that up, some context: the last time or the first time I ever cried over a Green Bay Packers loss was uh, when it was probably 2006. Uh, the Packers went to Tampa Bay and it was this big deal Warren Sapp versus Brett Favre and the Packers got throttled yes and I I cried and took a shower while I was crying as like a 12 year old boy so um, so you took a shower so you couldn't see that you were crying because your face was wet no matter what yes yes so here's what I got for Packers Bucks all time. I don't have a lot of memories of a lot of these games because they were probably pretty irrelevant to me all growing up. Because for the large part of our existence, the Buccaneers have been irrelevant. And that's kind of part of the end of the matchup data here. So they only started playing each other in 1977. And that's because that was the NFC Central. Ooh. If anybody forgets that the NFC Central was the original oh, four and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Makes a lot of sense. Oh, in that time span. Makes a lot of ahead. sense geographically. Well, uh, let me just yeah. let me just let me just fit in here with a quick uh, trivia. Uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have won the NFC Central slash North more recently than the Detroit. Wow. Love that one. Love that one. It ended in 2002, so they played through 2001, I believe. So all time no, record reminds me of that tragedy. Lead. 33 and 23 and 1. So they're about 10 games over 500 in this. Uh, and also 29 and 17 since the NFC Central uh, disbanded. No, sorry. 5 and 5 since it disbanded, but in the Central together, Packers are up 29 17. 
And it's not very shocking to me because as I mentioned or was going to mention, I don't have the exact stat, but it floated around over the summer that it was every team since the Super Bowl era, every team's all-time winning percentage and the number of Super Bowls they had. And the Buccaneers, I think, are like second to last in all-time yeah. winning percentage. And they've got two Super Bowls because two things just happened one year, 20 years apart, and they just went all the way. <laughs> and so Vikings I've, fans were <laughs> mad. I have a question. Now, my, the Vikings are like fourth in all-time winning percentage or something crazy like it's that. It's perfect. Um, I'm thinking of a, of a, of a time the Packers lost in Tampa. Uh and I think that I think Tampa's wearing the creamsicle. Was Donovan McNabb a, the quarterback? Is that a thing that happens? You know what? I actually think I'm, you might I, be right. No, I mean unless you're unless you're yeah, thinking, if you're of, thinking Josh of Josh Freeman. Freeman then I well, I think I think that's a, I think that's a separate loss. But maybe I'm conflating the two. Uh, it, if you are, you might be, um, if you are, think. I think we should maybe d- d- delete that part of the. Uh, podcast i mean it's okay <laughs> do you want to just play the whole tom do you just want to do the whole tom brenneman sound over this uh the eagles uh the washington football team the review Donovan McNabb never played they, for the yes, Tampa Bay uh, that is confirmed yeah, very, very good. good i don't i don't i don't know why <laughs> i thought it's free but it had to be I don't know why I thought Donovan McNabb. It didn't sound right in my head, but I needed the confirmation. All right. All right. Oh no! Oh no! Did I did I mix it up? It's not Marcus Freeman. It's yes. Josh Freeman. Yes. Yeah. Well, you said you said you said Josh Freeman, and then you said Marcus Freeman, and then you're back. Yeah. Okay. Justin. I caught myself there. Marcus Freeman is on the brain. They've been talking about him for some reason. I'm gonna say I don't remember the User. the the head coach of Notre Dame. Oh God. Notre no, Dame. Okay. All right, last thing, boys. Let's uh, let's go through our predictions. Jeremy, we'll start with you. What is your prediction for this game? Oh, just like I said, ground game. Not going to be very exciting. Going to be pretty actually annoying. It's not going to be a good game to watch. A lot of clock management, a lot of Tom Brady getting a couple first downs and then getting mad that somebody's not open and throwing it away. A couple of... Uh, punts they don't want to have Packers are going to try to run it a bunch maybe some drops from the receivers I don't know how good or how well they're going to fare against this Tampa Bay defense that's another matchup I'm excited to see is just overall defense versus Packers offense because I think the Buccaneers defense is very good very low scoring I'm like I said probably 20 to 13 oh Buccaneers Bill um I don't even I don't know even know if the score is going to be, you know, I think it, I think I'm gonna I think I'm hitting the under on the score. I think they might actually score higher, but I think it's going to be like 17 points. It's just going to be an ugly, annoying game, and I'm going to hate watch it the whole thing. And for me, Aaron Rodgers is going to right the ship. He is going to go into Tampa Bay, and he's going to make a statement that that first game against the Vikings meant nothing. Now, uh, in actuality, I think that the weir- the weirdest thing about this season is that it it mirrors last season so much. Okay, you you start out the year, you get throttled by the Vikings and the Saints. Then you have a get right game. You go home, you beat up on the Lions, you beat up on the Bears, and then you have a third game, which is like a okay, are they for real game? 
Last year, that game was against the San Francisco 49ers. That was the giving Aaron Rodgers too much time game. Mason Crosby hits a 50-plus yard field goal to win it. I think that the likelihood is that the Packers win this game. Um, It's going to be whoever has the ball last. But my real prediction, because it's my prediction, 31-13, Green Bay goes into Tampa and routes the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, making a giant statement, letting putting the league on notice that Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers are here to stay. Okay, I have two things quick. One, I don't think Mike's ever predicted the Packers to score. (laughs) And two, if the parallels continue, does this mean if they win this game, they're just going to lose in the wild card to the Buccaneers? Yeah. That'd be cool, too. Yeah, probably. They can go to the snow too. That's where that's where the Packers right have where them, right them. where they want them in the snow and the cold. Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, so, <laughs> anyways, that is it. That is the Packers pregame podcast. You are welcome for listening. We will talk to you next week. Bill, send us out. Go back down.